Hey now, how'd you get into my house? Never mind that, I'm really glad you're here. Don't go anywhere, you're mine now. And here's some news. Let's talk about Martha's Vineyard. You know the place, small island of honkies, most famous for that film that taught a whole generation to fear the water. You know, Chappaquiddick. Anywho, the vineyard, or Marty Vinnies as the locals call it, popped up in the news recently for a split second, blipped on the radar like a killer shark in some kind of movie about a shark. And we wanted to talk about that before everyone forgot and moved on. Because, well, what happened was pretty effed the H-U. Fuck the hell. Massachusetts state officials scrambling Wednesday evening to help dozens of undocumented immigrants, mostly from Venezuela, flown into Martha's Vineyard. Some of these people, I've been told, traveled months just to get to the border. Um, and then we're, we're sent here in, a, in an airplane with very little information about where they're going or why they were going there. Officials say two chartered planes landed on the island with about 50 people, including children, at around 3 p.m. The bizarre event was quickly revealed to be the work of a discarded spirit Halloween mask named Ronald DeSantis, a man droolingly desperate to become the next big Trump, right down to the jerky little hands. Anybody here would do it. Judges are a priority. And honestly, we have businesses that have been locked down in wild Detroit for over a year, basically say, no COVID vaccine passport. Ron, a man seemingly uninterested in governing his own state of Florida, is making a clear bid for the White House on the singular campaign platform of triggering the libs. Of course, to be fair and perhaps even balanced, and perhaps we'll sue you if you use that phrase, it's ours, TMCR. To hear Ronald DeSantis say it, he wasn't trying to trigger libs, but rather he was making a point about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities are places that openly welcome undocumented immigrants. The argument that DeSantis, as well as Greg Abbott and other Republicans are making, is that these cities are all talk and not actually willing to take on immigrants. For that reason, these governors have begun busing or um, human trafficking a large amount of migrants to blue states as a way to make this point. By the time this video comes out, they probably will have done it a few more times. And of course, this is all to target Joe King Honky Biden, who they feel has only begun to care about immigration once it affected these blue states. I also uh, was a little bit um, perplexed when I heard that the president is scrambling to get his cabinet together uh, to try to address the fact that you have governors who are helping to relocate illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. Now, he, he didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. First of all, Congratulations on being the launch pad to space. Since Florida looks like a dick, it's cool how we're like jizzing rockets from it. Just a little side and important observation for you. But secondly, I wanted to bring up their supposed motivation for this Martha's Vineyard story up front and address it head on before we talk about all the many other aspects of it. Because it would be whack wiggity whack, in fact, if Biden was largely ignoring migrants at the border and sanctuary cities didn't actually want immigrants to go there, and Abbott and DeSantis were simply at their wit's end about this issue. There is very much a surge at the border at this moment, not the extreme and refreshing kind of surge either. Also, not a surge at Florida's border, it turns out, which is apparently why DeSantis had to go to Texas to kidnap these immigrants. The problem is, is we're not seeing mass movements of them into Florida. So you end up with a car with maybe two. And if we know that that's illegal and there's someone that's kind of smuggling, then, then committing crime, then you can do arrest. There have been drug seizures, but that's not effective enough to stop the mass migration, but it's just coming in onesie twosies. Way to protect your state from those dangerous onesie twosies, Ron. But of course, there's a whole conversation about what we do about this surge and how that surge will no doubt continue as climate change gets worse and how we should treat these people as, you know, 
people. But in terms of this current surge, it doesn't seem unreasonable to move these people further into the country and do sanctuary cities like, I don't know, Los Angeles, provided, of course, that we do it in an organized way, which is probably why we're already doing that, as in the Department of Homeland Security has actually already begun busing migrants to cities like Los Angeles under the order of Joe Biden. In fact, the DHS literally call this their Abbott plan because they are literally just doing what Greg Abbott is doing and busing migrants across the country. You'd think Abbott would like mention that. It seems like a good brag for him. Weird he's not embracing that information, isn't it? Now, feel whatever you want about what Biden is doing. It's a free country. I mean, depending on your skin color. Also, unless woman. Results may vary. But my point here is that DeSantis pretending like he and Abbott busing migrants to sanctuary cities is some kind of act of defiance against the Biden administration is, well, a lie. Because it's literally what Biden is also doing. You might feel like he's not doing enough or not supporting the right policies, but the idea that Biden is doing nothing just isn't true. I wanted to get that out of the way because this video isn't actually about immigration policy and how our system is undoubtedly broken. And frankly, without even looking it up, I'm willing to bet Joe Biden sucks at dealing with migrants as much as all the other presidents sucked at it. Some more than others, of course. But no, this video is actually about Ronald DeSantis pulling one of the cruelest, weirdest political stunts, that stunt backfiring, and then the GOP and conservative media having to cope with that very obvious backfire, and the weird lies they had to tell themselves to deal with it, and how deeply sad that was to watch, and how we shouldn't forget that, and how you should share this video with, like, your conservative parents or cousins or whoever to remind them of this, and how since Massachusetts looks like a person showing off his muscles, and Florida is like a dick, then the country is kind of that meme of Patrick Bateman flexing an American psycho, which is fitting and sexy, and off-putting, like America, and your parents. God, I wanna fuck your parents. That time the GOP got owned and then lied about it. Smash cut, or star wipe. We're back to Martha's Vineyard. Swish pan and snap zoom into two planes landing on the island. Everyone's white and wearing corduroy because it's a Wes Anderson film. And the wealthy residents watch as these planes deboard 50 undocumented immigrants onto this summer resort town. Men, women, and children on this transport that was paid for by Florida taxpayers. $615,000 taken from the state funds, to be exact. Not only were the people of Martha's Vineyard not told these people were arriving, but many of the migrants would then say they had no idea where they were. According to later interviews, these Venezuelan migrants, having traveled a long way, you know, tired, poor, huddled masses, etc. Well, they were approached outside a shelter in Texas by a woman who went simply by the name Perla, who told them that they would be sent to either Boston or Massachusetts and given work permits, English lessons, and 90 days of support. She then made them sign a liability waiver and sent them to this small New England island that had no idea they were coming. But it's actually worse than that, because as we slowly learned, these specific migrants weren't just abandoned, but purposefully given bad information designed to make them fail. This is according to Rachel Self, an attorney on the island. They were provided with a cartoonishly simple map of Martha's Vineyard and the United States and a brief brochure containing snippets from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts website and instructions to change their address with USCIS when they relocated. This is especially troubling as anyone with even the most basic understanding of the immigration proceedings knows that USCIS was not the agency with whom the migrants would have to record their addresses and has nothing to do with their cases in any way. It is clear that this was an intentional attempt to ensure that these migrants were removed in absentia when they failed to change their address with the proper agency. 
This was a purposeful derailment designed to prevent people from complying with federal immigration policies. This is problematic because the state should not be interfering with federal immigration policy. Boy, kinda makes you wonder how often that happens and what hoops people have to jump through to become a citizen and why it took a bunch of rich white people finding out before this kind of bullshit made the news. On top of everything that attorney just said, we also learned that these immigrants all had mandatory appointments with ICE in just a few days time. Not in Martha's Vineyard, mind you. Not in Boston either, but literally, all over the country in states as far as Florida and Washington. I want you to remember that because it means that in order to make those appointments, they would have to leave Martha's Vineyard almost immediately. But what is incredibly clear here is that these people, as in human beings, including kids, were purposely sabotaged. Remember, the Biden administration is also bussing immigrants into the country. There is an actual system in place to do this. And in fact, had these people been brought to Boston and put through the system, then this wouldn't have even made the news. The point was to make this go viral which we will get to, because Martha's Vineyard simply has no infrastructure for taking in migrants. Not because they're rich or snooty liberals, which they are, but not because of that, but rather that they're a vacation town, the kind that exists in every state, no different than a resort island in Florida or Texas. The island is less than 100 square miles and has a year-long population of around 20,000. It's filled with rich white people who think Cape Cod is for the poors. In fairness, they have had an uptick in diversity recently, but I don't think it's unfair to label them as out-of-touch, mostly white and wealthy liberals. But no matter how they reacted to this event, it's simply a logistical issue to house migrants. They don't even have a bridge to the mainland. And if you're someone who just arrived in the country looking for work or trying to connect with family, a fucking resort town with a housing crisis isn't gonna cut it. You gotta go to one of the many other places with a housing crisis, you see. Plus, they have to deal with those ICE appointments I mentioned. So obviously, they weren't going to stay and live on Martha's Vineyard. That's not how immigration works. But of course, there was still the immediate problem of housing and feeding these surprise guests. And so the wealthy and liberal residents of Martha's Vineyard absolutely jumped at the chance to prove how libby and virtuous they were. Emergency shelters have been set up on Martha's Vineyard in the wake of this incident in multiple places, including St. Andrew's Episcopal Church, which also serves as the island's homeless shelter, took them in. We had no idea how long this is going to be. I still cannot tell you when um, that our, our guests are going to be, are be moving and, um, and where they're going to go. So it's been less than 24 hours. Everyone's doing the best they can to get this coordinated. I actually just mean that they were taken in by the church and shelters because it's, you know, a town with some, but not many, facilities meant for helping the needy. Like, I'm sure some of these people were liberal elites virtue signaling or whatever you want to call it, but the fact remains that they actually helped these people, even if they were doing it disingenuously. Not to mention that there were a lot of high schoolers who got involved and served as translators, because kids are like, good people or whatever. They also have a lot of cool drugs, so check out those drugs. So when you actually look at the story up close, it just seems like a small town helping out as best they can. As you would hope, any town or community would react. It also just happens to be a small town filled with wealthy people who are or know high-end lawyers. So maybe not actually the best place to pull this stunt? And that might also explain why, as soon as this story broke, there were already a bunch of people seemingly ready to take drastic legal action. Because it turns out that if a citizen, be them a politician or not, lies to a bunch of immigrants and then transports them across the country in a non-official setting, well, that's human trafficking. Just ask these liberal island elites with their fancy big city lawyer speak. Let's say I went down to the border and I, I brought a big truck with me and I picked up a bunch of illegal immigrants and I started transporting them uh, across the country. Would I or would I not likely be arrested for human trafficking? And would it be illegal to do that for me if I did that? 
for, for you, a citizen, you could easily be arrested, although, to be honest, Joe Biden's Justice Department wouldn't arrest you. But in an ordinary oh, no, Justice for, Department, I'm a conservative a they, citizen they, doing I that disagree. They'd arrest me. They no, arrest that's true. The, <laughs> if I was a liberal, I'd get away with true. it. True. Yeah. But back to the that law. The I law is clear. Ah, sorry. That was Ted Cruz on Hannity. Hmm. Beautiful silence there as he realized what he was saying. So, yeah, we're still not certain about the legality of this stunt. Immigration experts seem to think this would count as human trafficking or some other crime. There is already legal action being taken, and there will probably be more developments by the time this episode airs. Because it sure seems like lying to people to lure them on a plane and take them out of state is a form of kidnapping. It's certainly grounds for many lawsuits, which, again, is why you don't do what DeSantis did to these people. Not just because it was wildly cruel and wrong, but also it really seems like he might have opened himself up to serious legal issues. Of course, if you're cynical, you could argue he won't actually get in trouble for any of it. Wait, did I say cynical? I meant, sorry, realistic. Still, we can hope. Pray to Satan or whoever. If you're a dog, pray to dog Satan and so forth. Whichever Satan you worship. This isn't actually a video about the legality of what happened. This entire story is absolutely ghoulish and incredible to hear. And hopefully we will be hearing about it more in the future in terms of consequences. But as I mentioned, this is more about how people reacted to this story. Because from everything we've learned so far, it's extremely clear that Ronald Z. Santis set these migrants up to fail. And by extension, the people in Martha's Vineyard to also fail. And that was the point. Because once again, the island simply and logistically couldn't take them in. That's just common sense. But I think what DeSantis was seriously hoping for was some kind of public embarrassment on the island. Rich liberals freaking out that these people were in their neighborhood. But that didn't happen. Yeah, you can find some out-of-context clips of a couple people saying they don't have room for these people over a backdrop of mansions, but that's it. What happened is that DeSantis accidentally made these people look good instead. And then, after a couple of days, the state's Republican governor, Charlie Baker, announced that he was relocating these people to a military base in Cape Cod. Cape Cod being the muscly arm I mentioned before, which is an equally cushy vacation area area and a military base that's like 30 miles away from Martha's Vineyard. And you would think that's where the story ends. A very cruel act was met with an uneventful stay on the island where these people were met with charity and then voluntarily moved to somewhere nearby that could take better care of them. But of course, we're at the first ad break, which means there's more to this story. Are you excited? Good, neither am I. Okay, enjoy the ads. Hello there, little fella. You know, it used to be that every time I needed nutrition, I would take a bunch of vitamins and hide them in my food. Sometimes I'd get wise to that, and so I'd have to take one of those plastic syringes and squirt vitamins into my mouth when I wasn't paying attention. I'd do these adorable little grumpy chewies afterward. Really cute, but now I just drink AG1 by Athletic Greens. AG1 is a category-leading superfood product that takes all your daily vitamins and puts them into a single drink. That way, I can stay healthy and not really have to think about it. Here, observe my lips. <clears throat> That's some good guzzling, I tell you what. Just one tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. It's vegan and paleo and keto and works to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, supports energy and focus, aids with gut health and digestion, and supports a healthy immune system. It gives me time for other activities like playing in the yard and looking the mailman. He tastes like salt. Anywho, try the drink. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune supporting free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Clop, clop, nay! 
I was a horse. Wasn't that I was like a dog or something? But no, it was a horse. Whole time. Twist. Ah. Hey, look at me! It's the Katie, America's lovable scamp. When I'm not doing my news business, I like to unwind by going to fancy art galas and spilling orange juice on all the paintings. Then I blame the person sitting next to me, and when no one's looking, make off with a bunch of silverware or chairs or whatever I can grab. It's a very fun game, and that's how come I have all this stuff. I like to call it stealing stuff. And of course, when I'm stealing stuff, I need to look the part, which is why I love the high-performance beauty and skincare products from Thrive Cosmetics. Not only are they certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, but they're also just like a really good product. Like, like seriously, I use it all the time and I really love it. Look, I've used it so much, I'm almost out. Thrive, are you watching? I'm almost out of my favorite lip gloss. And I can promise, if you guys had a gala, I would never steal your stuff. Especially if you keep sending it to me. And hey, here's the thing. It's spelled C-A-U-S-E, Cosmetics. And there's a reason for that, because Thrive's Bigger Than Beauty mission means that for every product purchase, they donate toward a community in need. Stuff like cancer survival, domestic violence victims, LGBTQ causes. So, you know, they really have good products and they've got really good causes. One of their good products that I love, the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, yeah? Which mimics the look of lash extensions without damaging glue or expensive salon prices. And you're also kind of helping out the world? I don't know, sounds like a good deal. <laughs> so go ahead, check them out. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash more news. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash more news for 15% off your first order. Go on! Hey! So cool how we're back. We're talking about Martha's Vineyard because I guess there's no other news. Nah, let me check. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, it looks like the queen died. Doesn't say which one, though. Could be like a bee or like a wasp thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Says here a wasp thing. Okay. Glad we covered it. So now we've explained what happened, who it happened to, and who did it. We've mentioned what DeSantis claims is the reason he did it and why those reasons don't really make any sense. And honestly, I don't think even his supporters deny this was a blatant publicity stunt. That was the whole reason to do it. Now let's talk about what it says about the GOP and also the people on Martha's Vineyard and Massachusetts and these blue sanctuary states. To quote DeSantis' communications director and Game of Thrones character, Taryn Fensk, states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states. See, the argument is this. These sanctuary cities and blue states crying about restrictive immigration policies are filled with white wealthy people who only support open borders because it doesn't affect them. Liberal states like New York and Massachusetts need to put their money where their mouth is. And as Tucker Tuxbo Carlson suggested back in July, perhaps we should start sending migrants to these liberal areas. As of 2019, only 3% of all people, all residents in Egertown were born outside of this country. So do the math. That's 17 people total. That's effectively zero diversity, which means zero strength. They are begging for more diversity. Why not send migrants there in huge numbers? Let's start with 300,000 and move up from there. As the island gets stronger, more. They think they're being really clever here. Oh, you like diversity, do you? Let's see how you rich liberals in New York can really handle these pesky brown people. And they really thought the people of Martha's Vineyard were going to absolutely lose their turds. Like they really bet on that. Do you think they're going to be embracing their new neighbors? <laughs> you know, these are all sanctuary cities until they're in their sanctuary. Right. I, I doubt they'll embrace them 
Don't know that I've ever been to Martha's Vineyard. By some accounts, they even sent a camera crew with the migrants to capture the reaction. Of course, this says a lot of pretty fucked up stuff about the GOP, which we will get to. But their plan here also shows how hilariously little they know about these blue states and sanctuary cities. The fact that they seem to be targeting New York City alone is beyond comedy. In order to foment illegal immigration, what you really have to do is you have to suggest that border towns in Texas have to deal with it. And certainly not Barack Obama up in Martha's Vineyard, certainly not Kamala Harris over at the Naval Observatory in Maryland. Those people don't have to deal with it. Certainly not Eric Adams in New York City. Ah, yes, certainly Eric Adams in New York City doesn't have to deal with immigration. Hey, Ben, have you heard of New York City? You know that place that is in no way famously associated with immigration? Boy, how will they handle a few buses filled with people? See, it turns out that sanctuary cities and states also have a lot of immigrants already, and they're generally cool with that. California is the largest sanctuary state and also has the most immigrants of any state. Because of course, maybe that's why they don't like freak out about immigrants. But even Massachusetts, a place that people seem to think is very white, sure has a lot of immigrants. Despite what those Will Huntings or Departeds will show you, Boston alone has a population that is 29% foreign-born. That's more than the city of El Paso. Just last year, hundreds of Haitian immigrants arrived in Massachusetts and were greeted warmly and with lots of support. In fact, probably the reason these Martha's Vineyard migrants were sent to that Cape Cod base is because they previously housed people from Haiti. The idea that Massachusetts was going to be ill-equipped or freak out at the sight of 50 new immigrants is extremely funny to anyone who has done the bare minimum of research. Over one-sixth of the population there is foreign-born, and people there continue to push for policies designed to make it easier for undocumented migrants. Just this year, the state Senate and House pulled an override on Governor Baker's veto and allowed undocumented migrants to apply for state driver's license joining only 16 other states in doing so. Overall, the state is extremely big on human rights. They were the first state to abolish slavery and legalize same-sex marriage. There's a reason our head writer, the guy writing this script, is extremely smug about being from there. The other blue states wish they were from Massachusetts. Massachusetts is so blue that they had Obamacare years before Obama came up with it, and they called it Romneycare, and it became the model for Obamacare, which admittedly isn't amazing. The state is so blue that even their Republican leaders are pinko progressives. State is bluer than blueberries. It's bluer than what I want to do to your parents. Plus, they even have the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's not actually very exciting, but you get the idea. Cool state, says the guy making me say those words. As for Martha's Vineyard, while the year-round population is upsettingly white, it turns out that the island has a long tradition of being a vacation hotspot specifically for people of color. This goes all the way back to the island being part of the Underground Railroad and then later featured on the Green Book, aka the famous book by Victor H. Green published in the 1930s to inform African Americans of safe areas of the country to travel. My point being, Mr. DeSantis, if you were trying to freak out a bunch of rich liberals with scary immigrants, you chose the wrong fucking town and state. Besides your publicity stunt being cruel and weird and generally gross, it was also a bad political tactic. I'm not saying the state is perfect or a utopia and absolutely has a lot of problems with segregation and racism and Ben Affleck, but these honky island liberals love the opportunity to help people in need and welcome diversity. They want diversity. What Tucker Carlson said, ironically, was in fact right. They are begging for more diversity. Seriously now, just to relay a message from our aforementioned Massachusetts-born writer, please send more immigrants, specifically to Western Mass. We'd much rather have poor immigrants than rich New Yorkers buying up McMansions. For one, the food would be better. Not to mention that, statistically speaking, rich entitled kids are more likely to be delinquent than middle class and immigrant kids. Immigrants don't actually commit many crimes. Did you know that? So to quote Bob's Discount Furniture, come on down, please, and you can check out the Basketball Hall of Fame. Look, there are other cool things in Western Mass too. Probably. Yeah, they have the 
Volleyball Hall of Fame as well. Now that's a destination. Boom! As they say in volleyball, home run! The point here is that since this stunt, GOP leaders are talking about sending even more immigrants to the state. And that's fine. The problem isn't that they're sending immigrants, but rather sending immigrants to unprepared areas with no warning and purposefully sabotaging them and requiring them to be in other states like a day later. But sending migrants somewhere is not a threat in itself. And it's very weird. They think it is one. Wait, that's weird is probably not the right word. I think there's a better one. Racist. It's very racist that they think these immigrants are, by themselves, a disruption. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what this stunt says about the GOP. First of all, did I mention that it's racist? Because it is. Racist, I mean. It's so racist that it's actually exactly what a bunch of racists did to black Americans in the 1960s. The so-called reverse freedom rides were concocted by Southern segregationists who thought that by busing black families up to liberal Northern states, they would prove their hypocrisy when those states turned these people away. If you aren't paying attention, that's literally like what happened with DeSantis. And just like the migrants sent to Martha's Vineyard, these black families were told lies to trick them into the journey before being sent to places like Kennedy's summer home in none other than Cape Cod. Ultimately, this extremely cruel and weird plan largely backfired and was forgotten. And that's because just like these migrants today, these black families were actually met with hospitality and not rejection. And at the time, the reverse freedom rides were perceived as a really disgusting stunt, probably in part because it was, say it with me, human trafficking. And so the question remains, does Ronald DeSantis know that his actions reflect a very old racist tactic? Did he do it because of that? There's no way to know. It's illegal to cut into someone's brain to extract their thoughts for now. But no matter the answer, the fact remains that part of the reason DeSantis and Abbott are doing this and the GOP is supporting it is because deep down inside, they assumed that everyone is just as racist as them. Now, massive demographic change will obviously make Martha's Vineyard a very different sort of place, but that's okay. Change is good. Anyone who fears change is racist. We know that for sure because they've told us that for years. So where you may ask, Will all these new people live on such a small island? Simple. First, they can occupy Barack Obama's compound. There is no reason Obama needs that much space. Nobody needs that much space. You could probably fit a dozen immigrant families in Barack Obama's pool house and another five or six in the pantry. Keep going. Hey, fun fact, Tucko Carlson has at one point owned three homes. His current one in Florida is 3,000 square feet and sure could house a lot of people. I bring it up not just because of hypocrisy, but because it's very clear that Tucko is projecting when he jokes about migrants living on Obama's property. That's the scariest scenario he can imagine. Because again, he assumes these people are as racist as he is. And he is. He is racist. The vineyard is going to need to construct shanty towns for all these new people, but we can't call them shanty towns. Obviously that's demeaning. So we're gonna call them townships after Obama's favorite country. And then we're gonna give them dignified names that suggest some kind of victory over adversity. Mandela, Cesar Chavezville, Kamala Apopolis. Local law enforcement services won't be strained either because they won't be needed. None of these new arrivals will be bound by local laws. Why would they be? They ignored federal law to get here. There's no reason that they, sh they should have to observe the vineyards ordinances against, say, drunk driving or defecating in public. I'm sorry, does he think that migrants naturally shit in the street like animals? I really can't stress enough that nothing bad happened to these immigrants in Martha's Vineyard. They weren't met with racism. They didn't cause crimes because again, statistically, they're less likely to cause crimes. The only people freaking out about this are people like Tucker, who seem to think that by sending migrants there, they were going to defecate in the streets and go on some kind of drunk driving spree. They really thought that the presence of migrants was some kind of huge burden, probably because they themselves are very rich and don't actually interact with brown-skinned poor folk. Not to liken human beings to objects, but imagine if someone threw milk on you and then bragged about how they permanently ruined your clothes. You would assume that person knew nothing about milk, doing laundry, and what the word ruined meant. It would say more about them than anything else. 
Similarly, people like DeSantis and Tucker, assuming that 50 migrants were going to bring down the island of Martha's Vineyard, says way more about them than anything else, specifically that they are racist and see these people as vermin. After all, they tricked them onto a plane and sent them there. Children, families, exhausted people struggling to survive without a second thought. And then when people are horrified by that fact, they act like they somehow triggered the libs. More on that in a bit. But if I may speak directly to your extremely fuckable conservative parents, let me just say that if the leaders of your party think they can gain favor with their base by doing extreme acts of cruelty to vulnerable groups of people, extremely unchristian and immoral acts, mind you, well, then maybe you should feel ashamed of that and question why your political beliefs attract people who want to see immigrants suffer needlessly in order to make people mad, and in fact, delight in your political opponents being shocked and saddened by your actions. If the only thing you want in a political leader is their ability to, quote, trigger the other side to the point that you prioritize that over their ability to govern or not do kidnappings, well, that doesn't seem healthy, does it? That seems really depressing. I sure know that if progressive and left-leaning politicians routinely did things to hurt poor farmers in the Midwest or specifically target lower-class conservatives, it would make me question if I were on the right side of history, or at the very least question my support for that specific person. Also, parents, call me. I'll rock your world. We'll fuck for hours. What I'm getting at here is that this isn't a fucking war. This is supposed to be about running a government, helping people, and debating the best way to do that. Going over the head of federal authorities to trick and kidnap migrants and drop them off in a small, unprepared community isn't governing. It's actually the opposite of that. It's a public official purposefully trying to destabilize the country in order to gain political power. I don't care what your politics are, you should absolutely reject that. They don't care about the border crisis. If they did, they would have to admit that Biden is already relocating immigrants and working to strengthen that system. They would speak out about specific policies and make suggestions and run on reforms. I'm not saying I would agree with them, but that's what it would look like if someone like DeSantis actually gave a shit. But for them, it's more important for them to appear like they're brave border fighters and to make the other side look bad than to come up with an actual solution. Last year in Texas, Governor Abbott spoke out against the Biden administration for releasing immigrants that were exposed to COVID. Seems bad. Except we then learned that Biden had actually offered federal emergency management money to help them test and isolate migrants, and they refused the money. Their claim was that the federal government should do the testing themselves, but Texas already had facilities in place. It made more sense for them to take the money and do it themselves. They also, like, hate the federal government and usually don't want them doing things. So it really seems like Abbott just wanted to complain and not solve the issue. He didn't care about the health of Texans or the migrants, but rather scoring political points with his base. Because for them, if the solution isn't also punishing migrants or the left, then it's not a solution for them. And with all of that in mind, it's time to discuss how the right reacted to this entire Martha's Vineyard stunt. A stunt that absolutely backfired. So let's do that after this gooey ad break. You are Randy for ads, I know. Like I'm Randy for your slutty parents. Circle of life. Hello, America. I love you. You're great. Even Milwaukee. The whole thing. Wearing Canada like a little hat. Incredible. Also, hello to the rest of the world. Didn't mean to leave you out. So we're gonna talk for a minute about wild grain. Wild grain is the first bake from frozen box for artisanal bread, meaning that they will ship you bread right to your door. Stuff like their plain sourdough loaf. Cold, delightful. Slap some brie on that puppy, you know? Make a big cartoonishly tall sandwich. We love bread. The world loves bread. From space, it looks like a big blue dinner roll after all. And I know people get concerned with carbs, but wild grain hears your concerns. That's why they use only clean ingredients such as unbleached and non-GMO flour and utilizes a slow sourdough fermentation process that's healthier for you and tastes better than anything you can find in a grocery store. Bread good. They got these peach bites. They're like little pies. They're like little bite-sized pie with peach in them. They're very good. Flaky. 
peachy. Oh, it's a delicious. Okay, look. They also will send you pasta too. I mean, imagine that. Handmade pastas. You can slurp them up with big old meatballs. Maybe one of the meatballs rolls off the table and a little mouse brings it to their little mouse family. They also have rolls and pastries, as I mentioned. This is all just great news. Plus, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. Boston, as you know, is part of the world. Are you hungry already? For a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissant in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash more news to start your subscription. You heard me, world. Free croissant in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash more news. That's wildgrain.com slash more news. Or you can use promo code more news at checkout for the croissant. Hey, real quick. Look at my hair. Look into it. Are you looking? <laughs> Pretty great. I believe the word you're looking for is luscious. Like palm fronds on the peak of Mount Olympus. Boy, if you could just shrink down, you could you could take a proper nap in, in this hair. And let me tell you, hair like this doesn't come easy. You gotta treat it like a fickle garden. But thankfully, I use Pros, the world's most personalized hair care system. There are so many different hair types out there, which is why Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz. For example, people often exclaim wildly when they see my hair, sometimes sending spittle my way. And that's why I use a shampoo with professional silicone to fight humidity. They also recommend fermented rice water to keep my hair smooth for maximum lush. You gotta keep the moneymaker sheen, you know what I'm saying? By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. You can always tweak your information later to customize the product as your life changes. Like if my hair were to get musty with ash due to everyone, I don't know, let's say exploding at the side of it, you know. Katie problems like that. And if you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, well, they will take the products back, no questions asked. So go ahead, take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash more news. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash more news for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Drink in the hair, baby. Let it blast through you like a nuclear shockwave. Look, my hair likes this product so much it's stuck to the bottle. That's cute. Hey, remember me? I'm Cody. We're back. We were talking about what happened in Martha's Vineyard. And if you recall, these migrants spent a couple of days on the island before being brought to Cape Cod. As we already explained, many of them had ice appointments and various logistics to figure out, and so it was at no point assumed that they would stay on the island and live there. But at least while they were there, they were welcomed with open arms. The entire actual event, meaning what happened after they landed on Martha's Vineyard, was pretty conflict-free. And as we've outlined, it absolutely seemed like DeSantis and other Republicans were fully expecting there to be some kind of a racist freakout. You know, like what they would do. And when there wasn't, you would then expect this story to probably fade away. Which is why we really wanted to cover it as soon as we could. Because probably one of the more fascinating reactions to this entire event has to be the behavior from pundits and politicians on the right. After all, how are they going to handle this obvious failure? This flaccid stunt that backfired and made them all look like cruel dopes. How, how rich is this? Within 20, less than 24 hours, 50 migrants in beautiful Martha's Vineyard are kicked out of the island of millionaires and billionaires and liberals. And meanwhile, already your state of Texas this year, what, 1.1 million illegal immigrants have crossed into Texas? Oh, it turns out they're just going to lie about it. The story that the GOP is going with, in big, bold letters, is liberals deport migrants. I want you to really look at that three-word headline, because two-thirds of it is a literal lie. They weren't deported, for starters. The definition of deportation is to move someone out of a country. In this case, they didn't even move them out of the state. Nor did the liberals do anything. It was the state's Republican governor who made the decision. 
That's not my opinion. That's not an interpretation. That's what literally factually happened in this reality in which we all allegedly live. But since none of that fits with the GOP's desired result, their tactic in this matter has been to simply make up a new story, not misrepresent or skew the truth, but literally just make stuff up. At one point, Ted Cruz tweeted, quote, leftist hypocrisy, National Guard sent to interdict 50 illegal immigrants who disturbed liberals' golf games and Chardonnay at Martha's Vineyard. Wow, sounds so bad when you put it that way. And by that way, I mean just lying. Because the lefties didn't call the National Guard. Again, that would be the Republican governor. Ted just lied, as he does. You know, Ted Cruz, who famously hates politicians that golf instead of help people. But yeah, they're just lying about what happened. As if people can't just look it up for themselves. And I know that doesn't come as a surprise to many of our viewers. After all, they do this genre of lie all the time when it comes to the border. Much like gas prices and inflation, the border is an extremely malleable talking point. For example, this GOP lawmaker tweeting outrage that a bunch of fentanyl was seized at the border under Joe Biden. What's the outrage there? Did he want the drugs to get through? Isn't that an example of Joe Biden's border policy working? If Trump was president, wouldn't he be bragging about this? They do this all the time. Here's the GOP admitting that more people have been arrested at the border under Biden than under Trump, as if that's a hit against him from the point of view of their own anti-immigration politics. You can't just say something and pretend you're saying the opposite. People can, like, read. You know? I mean, not a lot of people do, but people can. But again, this happens all the time. So many weird lies. But that doesn't mean we should ignore it. Because not only did they lie and make up this entirely new narrative about Martha's Vineyard, but they've completely plowed past anyone pointing that out. They've since begun to post memes about this totally false version of events, taking this bizarre victory lap and putting out think pieces about liberal hypocrisy, despite there literally being zero recorded evidence of anyone on Martha's Vineyard complaining about the presence of immigrants, but rather about who brought them there and how and why. It's almost as if they wrote the headlines first, assuming that something bad would happen, and then just refused to change them when nothing did. Making people own the consequences of their decisions in the here and now is a very good way of forcing better policy. So I'm very much in favor of Ron DeSantis, for example, sending a couple of charter planes of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. And what's hysterical about this, so there's video that emerged yesterday of this happening. Fox News had the video. Apparently, Governor DeSantis sent a couple of charter planes filled with illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, right? Is the playground of the rich and famous. Barack Obama should have plenty of place. I mean, he should have lots of room on his estate. He's got a 29.3 acre estate on Martha's Vineyard, which must have cost uh, a fairly large fortune. What is with these guys acting like they don't also own millionaire homes? Sorry, I interrupted. Please continue, my beautiful eyebrowed boy. Don't we have a statue? And on that statue, it says that we should take in our tired, our weary, our huddled masses yearning to be free. Right? Don't, don't we have, I mean, the Statue of Liberty, the Statue of, okay, now, this has been a typical Democratic talking point for a very long time, but it turns out that the Statue of Liberty is in New York. Okay, fine. So if we send the migrants to New York, then presumably everything should be hunky-dory, right? If we send the illegal immigration wave that has been fostered by this administration, we're talking in excess of 1.3 million illegal immigrants have entered the country since Joe Biden took office. And that is not counting the gotaways, which could be up to another million. And when you have that many people who are arriving and they are swamping border towns, those towns don't have the resources for them. So why not send them? I mean, income inequality, guys. Equity. Why not send them to the richest enclaves? In America, places like Martha's Vineyard, why not send them to Malibu? Why not have them camp out outside Barbara Streisand's house? After all, if you're in favor of these policies, you should own the policies, should you not? You should be the person who's willing to pay for those policies, should you not? You shouldn't be foisting them on the people who are unfortunate enough to live at the border that you have decided to leave wide open in complete defiance of basic governmental duty. And yet the, the reaction from the left has been this, this extraordinary wailing and gnashing of teeth. This is terrible. It's a human rights violation. So let me just get this straight. It is a pleasure cruise when Barack Obama and Joe Biden and all the rest of the glitterati on the left go to Martha's Vineyard. That's what they do for vacation. And it's like the nicest place in America. But if, if an illegal immigrant arrives there on a bus, then it's like Auschwitz. 
So along with everything I just said, Massachusetts just passed a spending plan that includes $20 million toward helping to resettle Afghan and Haitian refugees into the state. That's more than California and New York are spending. So yeah, I agree. You should be willing to pay for the policies you support, which is why Massachusetts is doing that. See how he didn't actually do any research into the state or the specific news story? He's just kind of riffing based on what he wants the truth to be about this migrant story. A sort of conservative jazz or racist improv, freestyle bigotry. Can we get a stereotype and people to hate from the audience? And an occupation. Because again, no one in Martha's Vineyard was upset that the migrants were brought there. What they were upset about was the conditions under which they were brought. And Ben and others must know that, right? But in order to make this liberal hypocrisy thing work, they have to completely ignore all of the serious answers and nuance about how these immigrants have to be processed or want to find work or move to locations where their families are. So they lie and say they were Reported. They have to pretend like outrage over the conditions for the migrants is the same thing as being upset about the existence of them. It's been weird and desperate and pathetic to watch as these right-wing freaks look for anything they can use. Here's a New York Post column pointing out that if there's a crisis of housing, then why are there Airbnb rentals available? Real big brain takes. Way to point out that the vacation town has places to rent. Way to give evidence of a housing crisis while claiming that there is none. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just kind of weak and weird and depressing. A little creepy, too. Like watching a mummy smoke salvia. Because it means that, along with appealing to the cruelest people in the country, DeSantis and the GOP are also trying to appeal to the most gullible people. Mean-spirited, easily manipulated people. And if it works, well, that just says a whole lot of sad about the country, doesn't it? It would mean that the years of shouting fake news worked and that rejection of reality is so hardened that they don't even have to try to lie to their base. That's really what's shocking about the lies around this Martha's Vineyard story. How incredibly lazy they are. How little respect they have for the voters they're even doing this for. They're so provably wrong for anyone with an ounce of critical thinking. I guess it's why people like Matt Gates can just continue to have a career. Something that I feel like would never have been possible in the past, maybe. But I really hope these people can still be saved. Because to anyone watching who really bought into this DeSantis migrant stuff, all I really have left to say is that you look really fucking ridiculous. It's not trolling. You're not owning the libs. You're the equivalent of a child insisting they won at a board game that they clearly lost. Except you're way too old to be acting like that. And so no one is going to take you seriously or want to play with you. You definitely don't get any ice cream. And so this whole series of events is just Sad, pathetic, erotic. Sure, I'm a little turned on, but that might be from the Chappaquiddick talk from earlier. Didn't expect this to be a horny episode, but you can blame your smoking hot parents for that. That's not on Cody. Nothing's on Cody. Except your parents. Hold on, I'm actually going to slide into your parents' DMs. And pussies and butts. Wow, your parents are nasty. They are DT fuck. All right. Thanks for watching the video. And make sure to like and subscribe and all the YouTube-y kind of things. And we've got a patreon.com slash some more news. We've got a podcast called Even More News. We've got this show as a podcast if you don't want to see it. And we got merch. You can check it out. There's links and stuff you can look at. Warmbo's there. He's less annoying because he can't talk. He's on a shirt or whatever. So bonus. Anyway, I'm gonna get hornier.